So a podcast about a comic about a podcast that used to be a TV show that used to be a movie that is very real podcast. You know, a lot of people said Meta was dead, but I'm really glad that you're bringing it back. (laughs) My name's Henry Johnston, and this is Farewell Hello, a podcast about a comic about a podcast. The comic is called Blood and Corn. It's a five-issue murder mystery starring Moss Whitley, a true crime podcaster who, along with his brother, Peter Whitley, teams up with a troop of amateur sleuths to solve a decades-old cold case in rural Indiana. Simple, right? But if you've been following along at all, you'll know that there is more to it than that. Well, is this a, is this a test run? Well, who knows? Maybe something really, really fascinating will come out of this conversation that will make the podcast. Maybe this whole conversation right now will be in a podcast. I hate this. I, I, I absolutely, you're, you're giving me secondhand, secondhand anxiety for every single time I talk to you because I'm going to be afraid that whatever dumb joke I make is saved in perpetuity in podcast form. Oh, don't worry. The voice you're hearing is Chip Potter. It's one that I imagine you'll hear many, many times over the course of this podcast. If you're just tuning in, you may be wondering what, in fact, is this podcast. Well, I suppose it's the beginnings of a game. Six degrees of blood and corn. What's the objective of this game? Imagine a seed, an idea. And that seed starts growing into a tree. And that tree has ten branches. Each of those ten branches is a tangential idea, a new thread. that comes from that first idea. But then things start to escalate, and those ten branches each grow ten more branches. And then each of those ten branches grows ten more branches, and so on and so on and so on, until you have thousands and thousands of branches. And yet, somehow, amongst all that chaos, some of those branches briefly come together, working in unison to create something new. Now imagine that new idea is blood and corn. And this podcast, well, we're going to try to make sense of all those branches, find the story. It's in there, and I'm working on it. And it's not just my story. It's not even just my branches. There are many main characters, and if they let me, I'd like to follow their stories too. The pitch basically yeah. is tracking the six degrees of like the podcast, but really the comic. Where where does it all come from? And I was trying to outline everything. I kept on mm-hmm. following these threads where the same people kept coming up, specific moments and places I was. I know for a fact that this would not have happened and these things would not have happened if I had not been at this exact spot and had this conversation with this person. The names that kept coming up basically were you and Alex and Caleb. The two other names mentioned are Alex Thompson and Caleb Haydock, by the way. These two, along with Chip, play crucial roles in this narrative. Hang on to those names. So where does the story of Blood and Corn begin? With the initial screenplay, Or maybe even the script I said last episode was inspired by Zodiac. Or what about the summer of 2007 when I first saw Zodiac in Rory Priest's basement? We could go back to the time Caleb Haydock and I made an improvised feature film during my junior year at DePauw, or to the fall of 2006 when Rory, Jim, Ray, and I made our first original short film, Homestead Manor. Or what about September 22, 2004, when the television series Lost premiered? Or do we move forward to a few months after that? when I made a promise to myself while listening to the DVD commentary from a season one episode of Arrested Development that I would become a filmmaker one day, no matter what. 
or was it 1997, when I first saw Jurassic Park and Men in Black and fell in love with movies, with the magic of storytelling. You could say it was the 1994 Spider-Man animated series which first introduced me to my favorite fictional character, Peter Parker, and eventually led to my crippling obsession with comic books and the Marvel Universe. Let's practice following one of these branches right now and begin with the story of how the title of this podcast came to be. It begins like this. Listen, Billy Pilgrim has come unstuck in time. It ends like this. Farewell, hello. Farewell, hello. The voice you just heard is Ethan Hawke, who coincidentally is an important character in a couple of the threads that will follow in this podcast down the line. He's reading Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five. If you're unfamiliar with the novel, the story follows Billy Pilgrim, a World War II veteran who comes unstuck in time and travels between moments of his past, present, and future. To tell the story of how the title of this podcast came to be, we're going to have to follow in Billy Pilgrim's footsteps and come unstuck in time ourselves. To just a few weeks ago, I'm on a walk with my dog. She's looking at me with her mouth wide open. I know it's not a smile, really, but my mind still tells me it is one. There's a sewer drain ahead next to a perpetually empty lot. You can smell it from a block away. It reeks, but it's always somehow comforting in its familiarity. Ethan Hawke is reading to me. His soft, gravelly whisper of Vonnegut's words hypnotize. If you think that death is a terrible thing, then you have not understood the word I've said. Now he closes his speech, as he closes every speech, with these words. Farewell, hello, farewell, hello. I don't know how to describe it, but when I heard those words, something happened. And just like that, we're unstuck in time again. Yeah, did you ever see the Phil, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman PBS thing on happiness? Uh, yeah, you showed that to me in college, I think. That's the voice of Caleb Haydock, by the way. One of the names I told you to hold on to. Yeah, I, so I go back to that a lot, too. And he basically said the, the same thing, where it's like, you know, when you read something so great, and you're like, oh, I never would have put it that way. But now that I've seen it, yes, that's exactly it. And like, and Vonnegut is like that. Even with Vonnegut's craziness and like making up words and making up religions and making up like <laughs> aliens. I mean, it's so bizarre and out there. He just understands our like everyday pain. You, you know, you, you can scratch at it and uh, gnaw at it, or whatever it is. But it's you know, you, you can't really change it. You know, I've never been to war. I've never been abducted by aliens. Never been a prisoner or a mental patient. But there's something about Slaughterhouse Five that I can't describe. That feeling and those words. Farewell, hello. Farewell, hello. Something so simple, so simple yet, I feel as though I'm floating. And I'm unstuck in time again. And Caleb Haydock is showing me an interview with Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's just passed a few months before. If we're so keen on being happy, why do we spend so much time in the dark watching actors as brilliant as you portraying miserable creatures? <laughs> What's going on there? It's, it, I mean, any great novel that I can think of is actually drawing a character or a narrative in such a way that is so brutally honest in a way that you thought, oh God, I never would have put it that way, but that's it. 
all of a sudden you come across it in a book in such a way that you're relieved that somebody actually got it down on paper and you're grateful because it is that awful or that brutal, therefore that memorable. And that's what I'm talking about, is if I don't allow people to somehow identify with the worst inside themselves, they never have a chance at actually walking out with that person in their heart, you know, or in their minds, you know what I mean? They're too easy to dismiss. It's like, it might not be the thing they'll admit to a friend, you know what I mean? But if you're honest, you kind of probably do. I do, and I know I can't be that wildly different from everyone in this room, you know what I mean? I think I have this, like, Caleb-esque measurement in, like, that I can't really ever describe, but when I watch something or consume something, read something, if it hits that like undescribed measurement, it like it just snaps and I go, yes, it's it. When I read that book again, I, I had you know constantly when you're reading stuff, you're like, oh yeah, this is like this is it, like this is perfect. You just really hit, you just hit it for me, and it's funny you de- you describing how you can't describe it is. Uh, actually is the thing that made me just have an epiphany. (laughs) Like your description of not being able to describe something was to me was just like, oh, wow, exactly what it is. Like I've been thinking about how we use use literature and stories and art to interpret life when we can't. Mm -hmm. This thing said it for me and it... You can't truly describe a feeling, but this this is the thing. Like this wouldn't I wouldn't have known what I was going through unless I had seen this or read this. It's like these threads. Yeah. You don't I, you, you don't know that any of this is gonna come until it hits you, you know. It's toward the end of last semester. I'm sitting at a table in the English wing, prepping for my language and literature class I'm about to teach in a few minutes. My coworker, Jamie, approaches me. We need to figure out what we're reading next semester, she says. Do I have any ideas? I don't, but I look up to her. I need to think of something, something that sounds smart. But I'm focused on something else. I'm teaching myself how to letter my comic book. And I'm doing a terrible job. Think of something smart. I feel like the students like it when we mix up the mediums, I say. We used to read Persepolis, maybe a graphic novel again. She likes the idea. Are there any I'd suggest? No, I'm drawing a blank. My mind is elsewhere. I'm the comic book guy. I'm supposed to have suggestions. I get a flash of a memory. I'm listening to David Harper's podcast, Off Panel. It's January 2021, and one of my favorite comic book writers, Ryan North, is on the show. He's talking about a graphic novel adaptation he's just made of a classic work of literature. What was it? Something smart. Something beloved. People like beloved things. Something close to home. Indianapolis. I live in Indianapolis right next to Shortridge High School, where Kurt Vonnegut went to school. Kurt Vonnegut, Slaughterhouse-Five. I'm back with Jamie. There's supposed to be a great graphic novel adaptation of Slaughterhouse-Five that came out recently. Phew, I said something. Did I sound like an idiot? I don't know. My mind is elsewhere. I'm thinking about blood and corn. A couple weeks later, I'm back in the same spot. Jamie plops a book down in front of me. It's the graphic novel adaptation of Slaughterhouse-Five by Ryan North and Albert Monte. We're reading it first thing next semester. I'm unstuck in time again. Less than two weeks ago, I start a substack for Blood and Corn. There's a tab that says podcast. I like podcasts. You might even say I'm obsessed with them. But I've never made a podcast. And I don't have any ideas for one because my mind is elsewhere. I'm thinking about Slaughterhouse-Five and the graphic novel, which might be one of the best I've ever read, and how I can't get it out of my head. How familiar Billy Pilgrim feels. How I can't explain the feeling I've been having. And how when I read it, 
I feel unstuck in time myself. Revisiting memories, vivid memories triggered by smells and sounds and people and that line I can't get out of my head. Farewell, hello, farewell, hello. I should write that down. If I ever get a tattoo, maybe it can say that. No, that's pretentious. Maybe just an email signature or something. Log it away. It's Thursday, February 9th, 2023. I'm on a walk with my dog. We're passing Short Ridge High School, where Kurt Vonnegut went to school. I think I have an idea for a podcast. And Ethan Hawke's voice creeps into my ear again. Farewell, hello. Farewell, hello. Next time on Farewell, Hello, a Blood and Corn podcast. One of the things I keep on going back to, chasing delusions, I feel like so many of these things only happen and can only happen if you're like somewhat delusional. There are stories of this all throughout Hollywood history. The 999 no's and the one yes makes it happen. Written by Henry Johnston. Music by Joshua Harris.